Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course. And I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Hello everyone and welcome to the League One podcast from the Lower League. Look, I'm back this week uh, after my little bit of illness last week. Uh, Seb held down the fort incredibly well and thanks to uh, Sam for uh, hopping on last week. And yeah, so Seb, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, glad to have you back. Uh, Sam was uh, an adequate replacement, but uh, we did we did, did miss you last week. But um, yeah, It doesn't beat it's... two Yorkshiremen. Clearly not. You're feeling all good this week. Yeah, feeling better. Yeah, back back to normal now. Back to normal and back to the football. That's the um, good stuff. That's the that's the way. Um, yeah. So this yeah, week, lot, go on, go on. lots to chat about as well. So uh, you you picked it. Well, exactly. Back. Yeah. I was diving straight back in because, as you said, we got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to have a look back over the weekend's games first of all, and then in the second half of the show, we're going to have a look ahead. To tomorrow night, there's eight games in League One on Tuesday. I mean, I say tomorrow when you're listening to this, it might be uh, Tuesday. So tonight uh, for, for those people. So lots to talk about. Uh, we'll start. I don't think Seb would let me start anywhere else but this game. Uh, the game he was at, Barnsley fans, Seb, you won 2-1 against Derby. Huge game for the sort of the promotion push and the situation there. And it was a brace from Adam Phillips. Saw you over the line. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it didn't start great, though, I'll be honest. The Browns went 1-0 down. It was uh, Sonny Bradley from uh, a corner for uh, Derby. Um, it, to be honest, Derby, before that, just had a corner cleared off the line. Um, and then it was cleared out for another corner, which they sort of uh, scored from, which, which was really annoying. Uh, but even when we went 1-0 down, there was this sort of um, feeling... Um, around Oakwell, really, that it wasn't really going to be the end. You know, there was going to be this fight back. Yeah. There was going to be this comeback. You know, we've seen that, seen it at home in, in the past couple of games. But we have gone down to a, an, an early goal through, be it an, an individual mistake, through it be um, just a lapse of concentration, um, or the team not quite being at it straight from, from, from the off. But when that goal did go in, um, there was sort of, there was that same... Sense same belief that uh, it wouldn't and it wouldn't finish one nil. There were going to be more goals in it, and there were going to be more goals in favour of uh, Barnsley. Um, so yeah, I think overall, I I really really cracking entertaining game, a great advert for for league on football. Um, and have you seen the uh, the Phillips equaliser goal? Did you see that goal? No, I've not. I've not. No? I've not watched the highlights oh, from it. No. Honestly, it's a cracker. So. Um, he takes it just outside the box as a cross comes in. It's cleared by Cashin. Um, and Phillips is just on the edge of the box, about 20, 25 yards out. 
chests it, lets it bounce, and then just hits it. In fact, no, I don't, I don't even think he lets it bounce. Too good times. to not let it bounce. <laughs> well, I know. I've seen it that many times. I've, I, saw, I saw it in the flesh, and then I looked at it so many times. I can't remember what he does, but anyway, he chests it down, and then I think he lets it bounce once, and then the right foot finished right to the top of the corner, into uh, yeah, right right in the corner past uh, Blasmith. But and that was equaliser, and then the, the winner came from uh, a, a corner in front of the um, the four. Well, more or less five thousand uh, traveling fans at that hotel. But yeah, massive massive game, and pretty entertaining to be fair as well. You know, we mm. highlight um, Barnsley and, and rightfully so. You know, they took the chances. Uh, Adam Phillips, as you said, with with the race, but. I am a bit concerned about Derby. They 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 were playing. I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I am. They um, I'm a bit concerned about them. I shouldn't be concerned, but but I am. So they sort of matched Barnsley up with like a three four, three four one two formation, and the the sort of the most attacking two were Mendes Lang and Lewis Sibley, not out mm. and out number nines. Obviously, Mendes Lang is a winger. Um, I think it's over over eleven goals a season. He's fantastic. He's, he's having a cracking season. He's a he is having a cracking, but it just wasn't wasn't clicking for him tomorrow, uh, uh, on Saturday. And mm. the reason for that is because he, he's been played that position. You know, he's he's a winger. He's, he's a great winger. But he's been asked to play the striker role for for, for Derby, but he's not a striker. He's, so they were missing Collins. Then would you say? Yeah, well, Collins Collins is out injured. He got injured in, in the match before. Um and uh, who's the other one? Um, the the struggling for for strikers. Washington is also injured for Derby. Waghorn is injured, but might be back in the next couple of weeks. So they signed Dwight Gale um in 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 the last week. So he came on as a sub, and uh, so Derby went went to one at the top with an out and out number nine. But just tell you, Gale, having not played a lot of football in in, in the past yeah. year, eighteen months when he has been at Stoke. Just tell you, he was just slightly off. He had a great chance right near the end, um, which a lot of Derby fans thought was in, but it wasn't. But when they went to an out and out number nine at the top, Derby did look better. You know, Mendes Line was able to go back out the wing, cut inside like like we, we we've seen him do so many times. But before that, there was a lot of concern for Derby in in the way that they um they played, the way they attacked the mm. game. They were only really threatening from set pieces, and that's where they got mm. the goal. Uh, in terms of sort of the rest of the play, they, they were just struggling up front, massively struggling up front. It's 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 with I think you put it down to the injuries, haven't you? It's they've got some big losses, and then Collins, like we mentioned, there he's a he's a he's one of the best strikers in the league, isn't he? And it's you're missing someone like that, you're going to struggle, I think, to create as many as you did before. Um, you said you was a little bit worried about them. They're not in bad form per se. That Barnsley game um, before that, they'd only lost one one in their last eight. Um, Barnsley, on the other hand, five games unbeaten now, and that puts them three points off the automatic. So it was, it was a really big game, and so Derby were trying to put daylight, wasn't they, between sort of Barnsley and um, the automatic spot, but they didn't quite manage it. And maybe one of those you look in, and it, it looks it's the best result for someone as a neutral because it's it's made it tighter at the top, hasn't it? And there's it's a it's a free four horse race, isn't it? A tight race for the automatics. Yeah, really tight. It was uh, yeah, fourth versus second. Uh, six points before the match started, separating uh, Derby from uh, Barnsley. But as you said, it's now been cut to, mm. to three points between the two. And uh, Barnsley, three points off the uh, the automatic promotion places with a game in hand. Although that game in hand is against Bolton, who was sitting third. So it's all sort of heating up. Uh, as you said, four teams in it now. Uh, Portsmouth, you know, sort of running away with it in first. Derby second, Bolton third, and now uh, Barnsley fourth. So yeah, um, I sort of put it as you know, as a Barnsley fan, which, which I am. Um, I, I I'd have been happy with a point before the game. Don't get me wrong, I'd have watched the three points, <laughs> but just the form Derby wrong, the quality that that Derby have within their side. You, you do always worry. You do always worry. You know. If Mendes Lang is on it, he's on it. If Hurrihan and Bird in the middle are on it, you know, it, it, it's threatening for defences in League One. But they just didn't turn up really on Saturday mm. for, for large periods. Um, but yeah, the injuries have hit them and, and they've hit them hard. 
Whether Dwight Gale was the right signing, I'm really not sure it was. I think they've just bought him because there's no one. Well, they've not bought him. He he, he was he was released from from Stoke uh, on deadline day. I think they've just brought him in because there's just no to other fill the gap. Yeah. yeah, just to fill the gap. Really, they need yeah. to, an out out number nine with the way they've been playing. Yes, they've they've played you know a back three a couple of times this season, uh, but they've played back three with an out and out number nine. Um, and it showed on Saturday that, that they were missing at a full point up top. Whether Dwight Gale does bring you that, I'm really not so sure. Um, mm. But I think Barnsley overall did, did deserve that victory, and they're a real possibility now for automatic promotion. Yeah, they are. You know, I think we've gone under it, and I'm not just saying this because I'm, I think generally they have gone under. The, I promise I'm not. You know, they have. They have <laughs> we have gone under the radar this season. Um, but as you said, five unbeaten now in in the yeah. league, beat just just beating Derby. You know, coming to a great run of form, both home and away now, picking up points, um, and sitting in fourth. So it's looking rosy, uh, and March is looking very very busy for the Reds. So yeah. if we can get through March, I think we'll be absolutely fine. Um, one, well, there's there's two key fixtures. There's a, a match against Bolton, uh, which takes place next Tuesday. And then at the end of the month, the 23rd of March, is the uh, the game away at Portsmouth. So some big fixtures in March. Overall, there are uh, seven seven games for, for Barnsley in uh, just 29 days in March. So March is a bit very wow. busy, but very crucial for the Reds. That's it, yeah. And you've uh, you've mentioned Bolton. You can, you can take off the Barnsley hat now because you're going to move on to Bolton. Um, it's a very busy month, like you say, next month. And I'm sure we'll... We'll be talking about all the matches once we get there. Uh, but one of the other matches to pick out from the weekend just gone is Bolton. Way, they went 1-0 up, actually, away at Blackpool and lost 4-1. They had Ricardo Sano, uh, Santos sent off. After, uh, the score was 2-1 uh, when he was sent off. Um, and then in the last 25 minutes, um, Blackpool added a couple. So it was a 4-1, a really big uh, loss on paper when you look at the scoreline. And... It's Bolton's first loss since the 20th of January, seven games they had in the league. Um, their only loss in that period was also against Blackpool, that on penalties in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. Uh, so it's an interesting one that sort of this good run has come to an end and come to an end in such emphatic fashion for Bolton. Yeah, I mean, it's a massive result for, for both teams. You know, for Bolton to, to lose it the way that they did, down to 10 men, uh, it's Yes, it's disappointing. Yes, uh, Ricardo Santos has only actually just come back from injury and, and as soon as he comes back, he, he gets sent off. So disappointing in mm. that regard. But for Blackpool, it's a massive statement victory again for them. We, we spoke about me and Sam covered them last week slightly. Just on the edge of uh, of the, the playoff spots, they just have to keep winning just to sort of tick along and just hope that a team around that area just slip up. And uh, well, I said last week, I think they'll be the one to, to sneak in ahead of Stevenage and Oxford, but it's a great result there for for Blackpool, um, and one that I think they'll they'll be very very happy with. You know, Beasley mm-hmm. on the score sheet twice, Exeter uh, from the back, and Lawrence Gabriel with the fourth as well for the the home side. But massive win for for Black Blackpool and for for Quitzer's men. Um, and if they if they can use this result to get some sort of momentum to try and push for the playoffs, which is what what they'll be wanting. Um, on the other hand, Bolton will be very disappointed. You know, they've got Barnsley, who we've just discussed, chasing up, up their backs, really. Um, they are in a real danger of if not wanting to use this result as some sort of landslide. Um, but yeah, to lose so emphatically is will be a concern. Um, mm. Yes, they, they had 10 men, but it's still, it's still a, a big, big loss for uh Ian Everett's side, so um, definitely, yeah. Do you think what, what do you think? Do you think it'll have a big impact on them, or do you think it's just a, a little blip? I think it's one of them, it, it probably looks worse than it is with the, the the fact that they've shipped four goals. I think it's one of the things, um, I guess more on a broader point, that the difference between a 3 1 loss and a 4 1 loss is that it's only one goal, but it sounds so much worse. Like if you lose 3 <laughs> 1 or 3 0, it's like that's a bad result, but. And then you, as soon as the fourth one goes in, it's like it's or oh, it's diabolical. You know what I mean? I guess it's yeah, one of those I, I things. Was, but I, I was I was wondering where you're going there. 
difference between yeah. three, one, and four is one goal. I was wondering where you're going. <laughs> you have to stick with me on this sort of thing. Um, but no, I think it's a it's an interesting one in that it's all about how they bounce back, isn't it? Um, it really is all down to that. If they can bounce back straight away and come back with a win, then you forget about it. And if they they go on and um, <clears throat> they lose the next one, then then it is a big loss, isn't it? Because they've not been able to recover from it. And uh, what you mentioned about Blackpool, um, I think it's really interesting. The four points off the playoffs with a game in hand. I mean, that race for the for the last playoff spot, if we're sort of assuming Peterborough will stay in the playoffs, is a really tight one. And we'll talk about a couple of the other teams in that hunt um, as we go through the podcast. But there's some really interesting sort of, um, I guess, plays with that and a, a big game on Tuesday night with Leighton Orvin and Blackpool that we'll talk about in the second half. Um, but one of the other promotion, uh, the playoff chasers, is Stevenage. Uh, they're back to winning ways, won 1-0 at home to Wickham. Uh, the captain, Carl Piagani, with the goal, their real captain's contribution, that isn't it? Sort of pulling through one goal in a 1-0 in a win. He's the, the one to score it. It's always a... Um, a good sign, I think, for a captain. And they were five games without a win before that, and it's got them back on track, I think, Seb. Yeah, I mean, they've not won uh, in the league since the, at the start of the month. So, the 3rd of February, that they, they beat Blackpool at home. And as you said, poor form, really. Um, you know, losing to the likes of Reading and Bristol Rovers uh, mm. in, in that run. Yes, they, they lost to Derby, but Derby are a good side. So, um, a good win to sort of pick them up back on back on form. Uh, they'll be hoping that they can use that as some sort of springboard. Uh, they are only one point outside the top six, so very very close. And two in, games in hand uh, as well. Yeah, two games in hand on on Oxford, who are currently in uh, sixth place. So um, they are definitely one to push, and you know having um, this is mentioned many times this season, having Steve Evans as that leader, you know, as the manager. I think everyone wants Steve Evans. You know, yes, we can get really annoyed with him. Yes, he, you know, the stuff, the stuff he does, we don't always agree with him. But ultimately, he's a winner and he knows what it takes yeah. to, to win football matches and he knows what it takes to um, sort of push for, for those player spots. He did it last season in League Two with them, um, you know, push for, for the promotion spots. This time, I think it'd be, it'll do well to settle for, for a player spot. Um, whether he does or not, I'm not quite sure myself, but no doubt it's a massive win for um, his side against a, a, you know, a solid Wickham side. Um, I think Wickham would, would probably, um, what's, the, what's the term, disrupted by, by the red card uh, early in, in that second half. Mm. Um, so that, that'll, that'll have really impacted them uh, from, from uh, the keeper. Uh, but yeah, a good win. And it's always nice to see a, see a captain score, a Piagiani. Um yeah, a solid win for Stephen. It's a good season back and form, mm. um, and yeah. end February if if you like with a with a win. Although they do have another game on Tuesday, but um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, Carl Piagiani stepping up and, and sort of showing captain performance with with the goal. Um, it's just exactly what Stephen's need. Yeah, that's exactly isn't it? Then then it's one of them. It's like a win at all costs, isn't it? Just to end a five game run without a win. And they've done exactly that, sort of ground out a one nil win, and maybe that's a it's a proper Steve Evans performance, isn't it? It's like getting a win when you need one. Um, I feel like he, he can always pull one out of the bag when he needs it, and um, sort of in a similar vein, Peterborough uh, are back on the winning train. Uh, they uh, well, they won obviously the week before. It's back to back wins now, uh, beating Cambridge in the Cambridgeshire derby at the uh, the early kickoff on Saturday. Mason Clark, the only goal scorer in that one. Um, before we talk about a little bit on on Cambridge, because it's a it's a real rough patch for Cambridge at the minute. Just a, a word on Peterborough, as I said, back to back wins, including their victory over Blackpool in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. Yeah, well, Peterborough themselves, you know, we, we've just spoken about uh, Stephen is going through a little bit of a, a sticky patch. That was also the case with um, Peterborough. Uh, they'd not won in uh, in the league in February before this point. You have to go all the way back to the 20th of January for them to get a, uh, a win in the uh, league. So it'll be a massive morale booster, that's for sure, for, for Dan Ferguson's men. 
Uh, yes, it's only one nil, but you know one nil has the same impact as as a, as a five nil win. You know, in terms of three points on the board, three points um, more for them to sort of solidify their their playoff spot. Um, it, it did look like in the past few weeks that, that they might have dropped off a little bit. Um, yes, the gap between them and Barnsley Bolton has has sort of raised, if you like, but they are still up there. They're uh, three points off seventh place, so you know that they're well within the rights to to be in that top six currently in fifth place. But is that man again, Mason Clark? Um, mm. You know, so often this season has sort of stepped up when uh, Posh needed most, and it's He's done exactly that uh, again on Saturday in, in the early kickoff. Um, yeah, it, it's. It, 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 I don't think anyone can sort of underestimate the, the impact that him and Poku between them uh, have had on this uh, Peterborough side this season. Yeah. Um, and that's what you need in, in games like this. You know, in, in, in a derby, as you said, you want your key men to step up. And that's mm. exactly what Mason Clark has done um, on, on Saturday to, to give Peterborough a, a well-earned three points and, and, and a much-needed three points as well, given their uh, struggling form. Uh, so, yeah, uh, good win. Good win for Peterborough in the sort of season, hunting uh, amongst that top six. Yeah, that's it. And it's one that sort of gets them back on track. And a win in a derby, is, it's always worth a little bit more, isn't it? In that the just the feeling that will that'll give them um, as a group uh, on the other, the other side of the coin is obviously Cambridge. They've only got one win in their last five, and that one was against Carlisle. And we know how, how much Carlisle is struggling this season. So not amazing. Well, it's not good at all. And it's not sugarcoat. It's a really not a great situation that they're in. And they're one of the ones down the wrong end of the table. And it's, I guess, the positive they've got is there's, there's five or six teams that are really struggling that they could still get out of it because there's so many teams down there who just can't pick up points. Yeah, and uh, another positive to some extent for, for Cambridge is that in uh, soon they'll, they'll have a new manager to come in and hopefully uh, sort of have that new manager bounce given that, that Neil Harris left uh, during last week <laughs> for his former club Millwall. I'm not quite sure any of us expected that. It does mean though that... It's a very um, odd one, it, isn't it? It's a very odd one, yeah, that Hill have managed in all three divisions so far this season. Starting with Jurigan, then up to Cambridge and now yeah. uh, at, at Millwall. So that is a, a little bit strange. I'm not quite sure people saw that one coming. Uh, having they, they played at home uh, to Bolton on, on Tuesday night and then I think it was just after that um, that Tuesday game on Wednesday morning where, where Harris got, got the call. So it's um, Barry Core who is in uh, caretaker charge at the moment. He took charge of uh, the defeat to Peterborough, and he'll be he'll be in charge for the next two games. Uh, that's that's what's been said uh, today. Anyway, uh, in terms of the result, I think I don't think we should look into the result too much, given Peterborough are a good side, given the yeah. quality that, that they do possess. However, as you mentioned, in terms of the the long term, um, the, the, the big picture. It's not looking good for, for Cambridge mm. um, in terms of the, the form that they've had. You know, they they the last win they got was was against Carlisle. Uh, I think you mentioned that earlier, but mm. other than that, it's, it's really not been great for yeah. uh, for the youth. You know, lo- losing um, in February. Uh, the fact that their only game they've not lost in February is is that win uh, away to, to Carlisle. You know, fortunately for them. There's much worse teams who are on much worse forms in much worse positions. So, despite their bad form, they do sit on in seventeenth place. But yeah, that doesn't that doesn't say a full picture because although they're in seventeenth, Burton in eighteenth and Shrewsbury in nineteenth all have the same amount of points as Cambridge. And then Charlton, yeah, Charlton twentieth on thirty four, and then Cheltenham in the relegation places with thirty three. So they're not fully out of it. Yes, at the moment they're five points. You know, uh, above the the drop zone, if you like, but they're not fully out of it. Um, there are teams below them as a result of goal difference that are doing a lot worse. Um, but they need to do something to yeah. pick up their form, and they're going to have to do that without a permanent manager in in the next couple of games. Um, so yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not worried. You know, last last season it, they escaped. You know, it, it, it probably. A, a, not a miracle, but I don't think anyone saw that coming really last year. Mm. Uh, when they came to Oakville to play Barnsley, they, they were rubbish last season. Last season. 
Um, there, there were, yeah, just, just saying it as it is. They're rubbish. Um, and then they somehow miraculously managed to avoid mm. relegation, having spent so long of last season at the bottom. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried. Um, yeah. But, but, but do you think they'll, do you think they'll get dragged into it, or do you think they'll, they'll be okay to, to remain above the drop zone? I think what you say about the table, sort of put it into context, it's the uh, there's five teams all on 38 points, and they're bang like bang in the middle of it with Burton and yeah. Shrewsbury just below them. So the five points clear relegation, like you said, and it's that's not a good place to be. But there's there's a there's a buffer, isn't there? There's three or four teams below them, so that's the before you get to the relegation zone. So that's the the consolation in it all, isn't it? That a win or one or two wins and you you you're clear, aren't you? It's one of those sort of situations. So it because it's so condensed down the bottom of the table, um, so many teams who can be dragged into that relegation fight, and so many teams looking like a Charlton trying to get out of it and trying to really sort of see some daylight. So an interesting one to keep an eye on is sort of in a couple of weeks maybe it's a it'll be a clearer picture of who's who are the ones that will get dragged into the the relegation struggle. But uh, before we move on to the second half of the show, there's a, a few little bits to round up on from the weekend. A five-goal thriller. Can you call it a thriller when all the goals were in the first half? I don't know. But <laughs> Reading 2, Shrewsbury uh, 3. They're two of the other teams on 38 points, actually, alongside uh, Cambridge. All the goals coming in the first half with the winner in first half injury time for Shrewsbury there. A it seems like a quite an important three points for them, sort of lifts them up a little bit, puts a bit of daylight between themselves and the relegation zone. Another point for Charlton, they've got three draws in a row now, but it's 18 games staggeringly without a win. But as I said, three draws in a row, and those draws have come against in this one Portsmouth, obviously the league leaders before that, Bolton, a free free draw, and then Lincoln before that. So three teams. One team in Lincoln that's in great form and two teams at the very top of the table and they've managed to pick up a point against all of them. So obviously still 18 games without a win and Nathan Jones hasn't got his first win yet. But a draw, uh, another draw sort of puts them in the right direction, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Charlton have got a big task ahead of them. You know, I, I know at this moment in time, they are just just above the relegation zone, but they're only one point above it. So there, there is a massive task for, for Nathan Jones. Personally, I was surprised when, when he took over there, but if you can keep them up, then, you know, I, I don't think the fans will, will be questioning that too much. Um, but it is it's a big, big ask to uh, to ask them to stay up and, and stay a, a, away from those relegation places. But the point is, is uh, well, the, the result at, at the weekend against... Um, Portsmouth is a point in in a good direct a step in a good direction yeah. for for Charlton. Less so for Pompey, you know they have still got that 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 lead at the top. Um, I think it's uh, seven yeah, points. Seven, is, yeah. seven. That's yeah, yeah. I couldn't quite do the, do the maths quickly in my head, but seven points at the top. So you know a point a point is good. Um, but I think I think the point is better off for for Charlton and, and for for them at the bottom. Yeah, it's definitely a good point, isn't it, for Charlton, like you say. And uh, lastly, sort of in the, a quick roundup from the uh, some of the other games is another team down the bottom, Port Vale. They're in the relegation zone, twenty second. They are uh, three points uh, be, uh, below the dotted line, and Charlton um, that we just talked about. And that's Port Vale. They lost two nil to Lincoln at the weekend. Lincoln onto an eight game unbeaten run now, sort of sees them climb into the top half. But Port Vale haven't won, you've got to scroll a long way up to get to their last win, which was in the in December, the 29th of December. So yet to pick up a win in 2024. Darren Moore, since he's come in, he's lost three games on the spin. So a, a dire situation for them. I, I'll let you, I'll, you look, you look like you've, you've got so yeah. much to jump in about Darren Moore, I, Seth. Go on. Yeah, I have, yeah. Because I think the last time we were on it, on here, me and you, I think we were discussing about the new Port Vale manager. And Did we, we both say it definitely of, won't be Darren Moore? <laughs> yeah, we both we both turned our nose at Darren Moore. There was three names on the list. I can't remember the first one, but there was Mark, Mark Kennedy. Kennedy. We, we wanted Darren Mark Moore. Kennedy, yeah. 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 And both me and you sort of turned our noses up at, at Darren Moore and then the next day sort of took the job. But yeah, so me and Sam... And, how well, and how well are we looking now? Three losses to start well, off his job. and Yeah. 
at the minute we're so, looking so all right. Yeah, exactly. Come the end of the season, we might look like idiots, but I'm sure we'll make ourselves look like idiots for some other reason. If well, maybe yeah, not that one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, me, me and Sam last week were sort of on about that, um, but this is the first time I'm, we've, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of back on with you to, uh, to, ah, to quiz you on it. How, how wrong we were. Yeah. Well, that's it. There, it's a. It still seems a weird one. It does seem a really strange it appointment. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Going from the championship, it, it could be in League Two come the end of the season. We'll have to wait and see if, if he sticks around. I mean, he's got a five and a half year contract, hasn't he? So maybe he's got some sticking around yeah. to do, even if they do get relegated. So um, the only other note from that one, you asked me about Adam Phillips's goal over. Have you seen Joe Taylor's goal in this Port Vale Lincoln game? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. It is glorious. For anyone who hasn't seen it, see if you can find it on Twitter or the highlights somewhere. But basically, the Port Vale, uh, they've got a short free kick just outside their own box and the captain has put the ball down. And rather than the goalkeeper's gone walkabouts, he's nowhere to be seen. He's like, he was like collecting the ball from the edge of the box. Um, and he puts the ball down and points his arm around and then he passes it, not to his centre-half partner, but straight to Joe Taylor, who says, thank you very much, taps the ball and then puts it into... A pretty much an empty net and I thought it was the most unbelievable goal I'd seen of the weekend it was it, um, I couldn't, couldn't believe it the fact that how he's just not seen Joe Taylor's there just blew my mind and uh, Joe Taylor's got two and two now for Lincoln so um, he's hit a bit of a good patch since he joined from Luton uh, he was very happy to remind us in the in the, the media call uh, after the uh, Exeter it was, after the last home game, that uh, he hadn't lost in a Lincoln shirt yet. He came in as this good run started. So he's yet to lose in a Lincoln shirt and uh, two in two for him. So a good uh, a good thing for Lincoln, if not a good thing for Port Vale, like we've said. But we're going to talk about Port Vale a bit more in the second half and their game on Tuesday night as we preview the next round of uh, League One game. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. So, welcome back, everyone, to the League One podcast here on the Lower League Lock. And now we've uh, we've looked back over the weekend. We'll look ahead now to the games coming up. We picked a few out, and Seb, I'll let you go first. Which game has caught your eye? That's a good question, uh, Jamie. Uh, for me, I think it'd have to be the uh, match between uh, well, evolving derby because. Uh, Barnsley aren't playing, so I guess we'll we'll stick another um, another top four team if you like. Derby have uh, well, well Derby played Charlton. Charlton's last few games uh, has been Derby. I think they've played uh, Portsmouth earlier on as well, and they they won at Bolton last weekend. So Charlton have got a really big say on the promotion uh, re uh, challenge for for, for promotion. Um, 
and Derby coming into this off the back of a defeat at, at Oakwell. So, um, massive sort of uh, game for, for Derby. Do they go uh, through a back four? You know, do they play Dwight Gale as, as an out and out number nine, as we mentioned a little bit earlier on? Or do they stick with the, the back three um, that, that just didn't work at, at Oakwell? Um be quite interesting to see what what will be quite interesting as well is the Charlton have come into this one off the back of a point uh, against Portsmouth. So, you know, a solid result. We mentioned that earlier. Um, if they can continue that and even get another point away at Derby, that would be a great point for um, for, for Charlton. But it's a big game for, for Derby. You know, they have to show others that um, despite losing at Barnsley, it's it's not affected them at all. Um You'd imagine it would do, having taken that 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 pretty early lead as well, um, to then end up losing at, at at Barnsley. They need to come out and show that it's not affected them. But against a good Charlton side that come into this one, pardon me, after a, a good point away at Oakwell. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting game, isn't it? They've uh, like you said, they're Charlton. If they can build on those three draws and even another one, even though it's not a win, four draws in a row, including draws against three of the top four. It's that well. It's three. He's the top three, isn't it? Bolton, Derby, and Portsmouth. I mean, that's for a team where they are in the table. You forget that they're called Charlton, and they shouldn't be there. That a team just above the relegation zone to pick up three draws against the top three teams in the table. It's really good. It's really good set of results, and I think it's an interesting one because um, I could see them picking up a point. I really could, and I I, I don't think. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if they managed to... This is the game maybe they brought a win out of because Derby, like you said, they, they could be on... Uh, have a bit of a knock of confidence after that Barnsley game coming, um, leading and losing 2-1. It's a it's not something that... Your confidence isn't going to come out perfect, is it? Uh, after losing a game like that against a promotion rival and so it's an interesting one to keep an eye on for me. And I, I think maybe Charlton could sort of spring a surprise there. So that's the game you've got your eye on. I guess the game I've got to have my eye on is the game I'm going to. <laughs> I'm at the, the Lincoln City game against Shrewsbury on Tuesday night. I, I don't think this one is one where Shrewsbury will spring a surprise, but I, I may be wrong. Uh, Lincoln, nine points off the playoffs. Um, it's one of those where that doesn't sound a lot, but when you see who's above them, there's a four or five teams above them and we're going to talk about a couple of them in a minute with Leighton Orient and Blackpool that there's that there's a real competition for that last playoff spot uh, a win could take them into ninth if Leighton Orient lose uh, and it would be nine games unbeaten if they were uh, to avoid defeat against Shrewsbury and that would be their longest unbeaten run of the season so there seems to be a lot riding on it Shrewsbury one of the the league's lowest scorers, Lincoln, one of the uh, the other so Shrewsbury, one of the league's highest conceders, is what I was trying to say. And then uh, um, Shrewsbury, the uh, Lincoln, they just don't score goals. Link, uh, we'll get there eventually. Really well, yeah, muddling yeah, yeah, yeah. around well, the stats start here. Again, Jerry, we'll get start there. Again. Start, start again. again. Oh, we we'll get there. What I'm should trying to say. Should we, should we go by <laughs> thirty minutes? And, uh... What I'm trying to say, really uneloquently, is that Lincoln don't score. Uh, and Shrewsbury no. don't concede loads, really. Yeah. It works both Sorry. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got, you got me that confused. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused, and I'm, it, it's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, Lincoln should uh, be winning this game, uh, I think, anyway. I'll say, just to see what you think. Maybe. I, I'll see if my stat was right as you try and uh, pick the bones out of what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah, well, yeah. What I got from you is that, that yeah, Shrewsbury don't concede a lot, but um, Lincoln don't necessarily score a lot either. Is that right? I don't know. Um, that's what, that's but, what I was going for. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So I, yeah, you can say right. Lincoln, um, a bit of an odd one with, with Lincoln, really, because rightly so, they probably should be happy. Well, with, I'll, with, I'll interject with, with the actual facts. Shrewsbury don't score a lot, and Lincoln don't concede a lot. So I was the opposite way around. Um, right, so you're halfway there. You're halfway there. I was half, just the opposite <laughs> way around. We'll give you half points, Jamie. We'll apologies, uh, apologies. Though. No, no. Um, yeah, as I was saying, Lincoln. I don't think they're gonna push 
for the playoffs. No. But they're not anywhere near the relegation places. So <laughs> it sounds really odd saying this, but it's just a case of seeing out the season, really. I think that for yeah. Lincoln, you know, picking up as many positive results as possible. Uh, and they'll be hoping for the game uh, against Shrewsbury that, that they can do that. Um, who themselves are, are, are in a bit of a, a frictious position, if you like, in the the league table. Um, just five points from uh, safety, uh, two places above yeah. uh, Cheltenham in 21st. But yeah, Lincoln, uh, they have come to form a little bit, as you said, you know, beating Port Vale in, in the last match prior to that beating Exeter and, and, and Fleetwood and Burton before that as well. So, uh, lots of uh, good wins, lots of uh, good points on, on the board as well. You might be slightly disappointed with, with the point that they got um, early on in February away at Charlton. Uh, but other than that, I think uh, February's looked pretty good for yeah. uh, Lincoln uh, and, and they'll be hoping to, to finish it off with, with another win at, at home to, to Shrewsbury. Yeah, I think the only thing you can't, the only sort of blip you can come up with is that Charlton game like you said and that was Nathan Jones uh, it was his first home game in charge so I guess that's the the thing that that goes against that and I think it's four wins in five for them now they're just in really really good form and they're playing some nice football and they're in a good spot but like you said I mean there's a bit of optimism about Lincoln you can sort of feel it that the fans think they can get playoff football and Michael Scabala has refused to say no he's not said we're aiming for playoffs, but he's he's also not said we're going to finish mid-table. You sort of get what I mean, and so there seems there's a lot of optimism about, and I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think they'll do it, but it's an interesting one. I think it's a little bit more exciting than just a mid. They'll finish mid-table is what it was last season. That there's a little bit still left to fight for, and we'll see how long it's sort of the hype train remains. Um, a couple of losses and it's, the wheels are off the track, aren't they? But it's an interesting one to keep an eye on at least for the next few weeks. Um, in terms of the playoffs, though, sort of the biggest game in terms of the, the chasing pack is Leighton Orient hosting Blackpool 8th versus 9th. It's a it's a fight for that last playoff spot that Oxford and Stevenage are also fighting for. In terms of the form for the two of them, uh, Blackpool have been a little bit up and down. We mentioned a big up was that, that win at the weekend, wasn't it, against uh, Bolton that we talked about in the first half. Um, Leighton Orient were fantastic in January, saw Richie Wellens pick up the Manager of the Month award, but February has been a little bit more patchy. Uh, a win over Oxford for them has sort of boosted their playoff hopes. And it's a it's a it's just a huge game, isn't it, in, in terms of the, the playoff contention? And it, does it get much bigger in terms of the playoff sort of shout? Um, potentially, it, it doesn't, no. Um, I mean, we're hyping this up, but it could finish nil nil, you know. Um, no, don't be like that, Seb. Don't be like that. No, I don't think it will be nil nil, but it, there's always the <laughs> one one. I, I guess, that, yeah, I guess that's, that's the case for every game. But um, yeah. the two good sides, you know, on the day when, when they're both attacking and, and on it, they are two uh, good quality sides that, that do have good options. Um, in, in all areas of the pitch, in all honesty, really. Um, Blackpool, uh, as you said, coming into this one off, off of the back of a, a great win uh, at home to, to Bolton. This time they are away from home, having to travel down to London to face uh, Leighton Orient, who um, won last weekend. Uh, you mentioned it was George Moncur, uh, whose goal sealed the, uh, the, the comeback victory uh, away at Oxford. So, yeah, it's sort of um, the best of the rest match, isn't it, really? The, uh, the two just outside the, 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 the playoff spots. Orient on 51 points, Blackpool on 53, and Oxford, in, uh, who, are, who are the last spot in the playoff spot, have 57. So, they are a couple of points away uh, from being anywhere near Oxford, um, you know, in, in that last playoff spot. Um, but certainly, I think the winners, win, winner of this match, will be the most likely to, to push on uh, to, to to try and get that that last spot. Because they do say, if you want to sort of progress, you have to be winning the teams around you, and that and that's certainly what uh, what well, you're hoping uh, one of the sides will, will be doing uh, on Tuesday night if it doesn't finish nil nil. 
I think maybe you've you've I don't know cast a sort of shadow over it. It would be nil nil. We can all blame you. Yeah, nil nil. We'll we'll, yeah, yeah. We, we, we'll want, tell. I don't want it to be nil nil, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking. You know, two two attacking teams, two teams that, that do play good football. Orient are on a good run. Blackpool are on a good run. <laughs> I can just see it sort of petering out really, and the two teams cancel each other out. Yeah, I think it's one to keep an eye on. I think it'd be an interesting game that one. Oh, definitely. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got one more game to talk about uh, in terms of what's coming on Tuesday night. But before we get there, the other games are Burton uh, hosting bottom side Carlisle, Wigan against Bolton in a sort of a Lancashire derby, I guess you could call it there. Uh, Stevenage playing host to Cambridge and Cheltenham travelling to Wickham and they really need a win, don't they, to sort of pull themselves away from that um, bottom four. But the bottom four, two of the teams in it, Port Vale and Fleetwood, play each other. And, I mean, absolute textbook definition of a relegation six-point of this one. 22nd against 23rd. It's... it's uh, one that sort of brings a lot of interest with it for me in two, two teams that are not, not in good form. I mean, they won't be where they were in the table if they're in good form. Uh, they did meet in January and Fleetwood won 3-0, but obviously the reverse fixture over at Port Vale this one, it was a totally different game. Uh, four games without a win, Charlie Adams' side. Uh, Port Vale, Darren Moore's team, nine games without a win. And as we mentioned earlier, um, Darren Moore yet to pick up a point in charge at Vale, so a really key game in the relegation battle. We talked about a key game up the top of the table, a really crucial game at the the bottom of the table. Yeah, massively. So as you said, doesn't really get much bigger than this. A proper relegation six pointer. You spoke about Port Vale's form. I still honestly don't see it getting any better uh, with no. with the game against Fleetwood. Um, Fleetwood. Uh, drawing uh, at Exeter in, in the last match, and to be fair, prior to that, had picked up a, a little bit of form, beating the the likes of uh, Bristol Rovers, uh, Port Vale before that, and then um, drawing to to Wickham, which is a, a good point. So they had picked up, you know, a, a, a little bit of good form, you know, sort of back end of, of January into the start of um, February. It seems to have petered off a little bit, but. Um, Fleetwood do have some good players. We spoke about this many, many times uh, on this podcast. And I just can't see Port Vale getting anything from it, really. I think if Darren Moore had made an impact, yeah. we would have started to see the results fall in their favour But by now. And we've just not seen that. Uh, these, would you say eight? Eight without a win for Port Vale? Uh, uh, nine. Nine without nine, a win. Sorry, nine. Yeah, yeah. So that's... I just add another one. Yeah, well, I could just see it get to ten, really. I can't see them. Um, getting anything out of, of, of the game um, yeah so I'm going to have to go really for, for, for another Fleetwood win uh, what, what about yeah. you do you think Darren Moore can, can finally work his magic and see a Port Vale win or are you not so sure well I, I, I'd love to sort of create a bit of jeopardy and go the opposite way but I agree with you I think Fleetwood are the uh, if you were to pick a pick a winner pick a back a horse in this one you would be back in Fleetwood I don't think even though they're at home, Port Vale just seemed to be in such a dire, dire state at the minute. And even though they brought in Darren Moore and there was so much, I guess, optimism around the fan base that it's it's, it's quite the cue, uh, cool, sorry, uh, someone coming down from the championship to a team at the wrong end of League One. And he's a he's a high-profile manager, Darren Moore. Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, can't forget Doncaster, obviously, and obviously West Brom before that. Um, but he's one of those. His stock seems to have fallen so much. I mean, when he was at uh, at Doncaster, he was doing really well for us, and we were top of the league. And he left us for Sheffield Wednesday, and then got them relegated, uh, and then obviously got them back up through that unforgettable playoff um, win against Peterborough in the semi-finals, and then against sorry to remind you, but against your lot in in the go. final. <laughs> but then uh, left in the summer and gone to Huddersfield and did nothing at Huddersfield, did he? He, he had a awful time at Huddersfield and they're sort of in a, in sort of a rough patch off the back of that now and he's dropped down all the way down to Port Vale and it's a I mean I, I, was, I, I was still I was really surprised really really surprised when they appointed him um, if it's a good appointment I'm not 100% sure a relegation battle in League One 
do you want Darren Moore at the helm? I don't know, but that's the that's the tools they've got to work with, isn't it? And they need to start pulling wins out of somewhere. And you look at this, I, I feel middle of Feb middle end of February, it's too it's too early to be calling games must win, but this is as close as it gets without being must win, I think, for both of them, but especially Port Vale being someone that just can't seem to buy a win. And Fleetwood have sort of shown a little bit of promise in patches and picked up a few decent points. And I mean, a win for them, they put them in a good position. Of course, they'll jump above Port Vale and they'll be looking up rather than uh, sort of mellowing in the relegation zone. So, like we've said a couple of times, just a really huge game, this one. And a battle of experienced manager against an inexperienced manager. It'll be interesting to see sort of which way it goes. Yeah, a it, it, it massive game at, at the bottom, really, is both teams in, in pretty poor teams. But it will, will be interesting. I, I hate to be the cursor, but again, another one happened to see Peter Alpha and no, no, you know. <laughs> Stop predicting um, nil-nils. Yeah, Next you'll tell me Lincoln will be a nil-nil, but I believe oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> There's two sides that are just put a, uh, struggling for, for quality in front of goal, really. Yeah. Um, could, um, yeah, I could see it's happening, but I'm, I'm, I don't speak too much. Well, goalless draw Seb strikes again. <sighs> so, it's an interesting one. So it's one to keep yeah, an yeah. eye on, and I'm sure I, I'm sure Callum and Sam will be talking about that on Thursday as they look ahead uh, to the weekend. We'll be back on Monday, same time, uh, same place, myself and Seb. If, if the flu stays away for another week, I'll be back again next week. Um, before we go, where can everyone uh, follow? What's your Twitter, Seb, so that people can? Uh, it's a great question. If you want to uh, follow me on, uh, yeah, X on my Twitter, uh, I can be found at, at Seb uh, E, the letter E uh, Jones, or Seb E Jones on uh, X on Twitter. All about yourself, uh, J Johnson underscore 16 is. My Twitter, same thing there. Twitter X, do we have to call it X these days, I think? But, well, yeah. Uh, follow the lower league look on Twitter slash X as well. And we will see you again next Monday for another League One review. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.